Alright, we are podcasting. Um, are we live? Uh, kind of, we haven't done the jingle yet. Oh, okay. Yeah, so we're kind what of... What are we talking about today? Um, I have a couple of questions. How many questions? Um, these aren't as big of doozies, but it could lead to some doozies, so we'll see. And then you have some updates from what I understand. I have a couple of updates I can talk about. Okay. An interesting topic that came up. Uh, yeah. Interesting. But I, we'll we'll save it for the podcast. Okay. Let Let's do the uh, Let's do the jingle. Okay. I'm gonna kick it off this time. Go for it. Boom! 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 Hello and welcome to the Modern Dating Show. My name is Ben and here is Trevor. Yeah. Ah, 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 ah. That's Trevor. All right. I have a new potential sponsor for us. Do you like beef jerky, Trevor? Oh, I hate that shit. Oh, come on. It's got Trevor. sugar in it. Why does it, beef have there's sugar? There's no sugar in this, Trevor. There's no... What, how many sugars are in here? What does it have? Let me see. Total sugar, zero grams. Oh. You're off your rocker. Oh, let me try some. Yeah, try some. All right, if Trevor approves of this, then we will get them as a sponsor. Uh, for the viewers that can't see this, this is Made by yeah, True. It's pretty good. Biltong. It's pretty good. Yeah, that's B-I-L-T-O-N-G. Wow. Yeah. Why am I not eating these yet? For the, uh, they're great. For the listeners that don't know, I am Bulgarian by origin, and this beef jerky mm. tastes exactly like one of our traditional salamis. Like, if you go to Bulgaria, it is the salami you will get served no matter what What's where you go. The salami? Yeah. Lukanka. Lukanka. Yeah, and this beef jerky tastes exactly like it. Interesting. Yeah, I'll do that's some, a good thing. You I'll like. do some Cinema Veritas here for you. Is that a synonym for smack your lips and chew with your mouth open? Yeah, well, I was trying to get some good sound for the people. Oh, yeah. cinema veritas. I don't think that's a correct term, but it sounded fancy. All right, let's jump into the show. Let's do it. Where are we, where are we starting here? Uh, should we uh, updates or questions? We tend to start with, up, with uh, questions. You want to start with an update? <laughs> it doesn't seem like I have much of a choice. I'll give you one very small update. And that is, in the last episode, I was debating of, oh, you know, I had this weird experience with this girl. Uh, we went back to her bedroom. It just kind of ended weird. I left and I hadn't talked to her since. And I was debating in that podcast, oh, like, maybe I should go home and text her. Like, what's yeah. there to lose? Yeah. Anyway, and, you know, whatever. Anyway, so I get home and within... Within 30 minutes, I get a text from her. Me not doing a thing. It's first communication. So you get a text from her. And I hadn't, I hadn't responded. I send her something two days later that's just like a couple words that I was just on a rush on my way home and didn't really think through it. And then she said some snarky response of like, that's all you got after a couple days. Mm. Didn't respond. You know, it, was, it was a joke. It was a joke. Are you sure? Yeah. 
It yeah. seems like an aggressive joke. Aggressive joke. Um, but that being said, I get I get off the subway on my way home. Guess who I run into in the flesh? This girl. girl. Mm. So not only did she text me after we were talking about, oh, should I do it? Should I? Then after we started talking again, I just randomly ran into her, which I'd never done up until this point. So I'm not really sure what to make of that, but I, it was uh, a very funny series of, of coinkidinks. I think it's pretty clear. That the universe is saying I should get The universe married. is saying this is your soulmate. Yeah. Don't ignore it, Trevor. I agree. Don't ignore it. I agree, and actually I haven't texted her since that, since mm. then either. So this is the girl, to recap, if I remember this correctly, this is the girl that was getting kind of aggressive slash angry, sad during sex? E-times. Sexy times, so not during the actual sex. Correct. The sexy I'd times. I'd say like the precursors. Okay, pre-game. Yeah, pre yeah, pre-game. The pre-game to the sex. And I don't even know if those are the, the right emotions because I just left confused and haven't confirmed yay or nay. But mm. it seems like the universe has said, hey, Trevor, give it another shot. Yeah. And it's like I said last time, there was one girl that I had a similar experience with. She was acting very strangely and I couldn't make sense of it. Um, and it was only maybe a few months later that she, out of the blue, apologized to me. And said, I'm sorry, I was just going through a lot, you know, because I, I'm coming up on my 30th birthday, and I was freaking out personally, and I was just taking it all out on you. Well, so, it could be something like benefit that. of the doubt. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give her that benefit of the doubt, okay. and um, I'll report back soon. Nice. I look, can we give her a name so that we can keep track of who we're speaking about? Because if you can keep me track... Yeah, I'll keep you track. Let's name her. Please keep, please keep me track. I'll keep you track, Trevor. <laughs> please keep me. Um, please keep me. Um, let's name her. Carmella. Okay, great name. Dang. Great name. <laughs> One to remember. Excellent. So um, I hope you keep me track of Carmella. I'll keep you track keep you so track <laughs> all right so that's uh yeah that's the that's, that's the, really a, ju a juicy update a small mm. one but a, the stars have aligned and here we go did you have an, a date with your serious girl last weekend yeah the, yeah quite a few yeah quite a few dates well like uh, like a, f a few times a week at this point how, how many dates have you been on with this girl that you quite like uh for viewers that remember she only has five months left to Until live she, yeah to live yeah in the united states yeah. and then she's going back to some country in asia yeah i think you said vietnam yeah that's my guess but yeah we'll, we'll keep deducing there um yeah I don't, I don't even know if i consider them dates anymore we just hang out so it's in relationship it's a great question um you know what she said the other day so yeah we did hang out last weekend we what did we do we got sandwiches we went to um we we went on a hike 
we swam in the ocean and we just hung out on the beach and got food after. Um, but it was funny on the way back afterwards, I don't know, at some point she said, you know, I love that when we hang out, there's no pressure. Like, it's just super easy to hang out with you. I always have fun. You know, we always do fun stuff. You know, there's no pressure that it's like a date or that we're, we have to be in a relationship or whatever. It just is. And I really like that. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was a interesting comment because I had never actually heard that from a female before. Mm. Um, whereas I've always liked just being with someone like you know eventually maybe get to a point and we talked about that before it's mm-hmm. a dance where you if you come in too early it puts a lot of pressure um etc etc but she mentioned that and uh yeah i i, I kind of like that perspective i hadn't heard that from a female so i don't know if I, I don't think they're dates but we're also not dating but we're also not just hanging out does she think that you guys are exclusive no no we've talked about um me going on other dates and being with other people as well interesting this is a very like kind of liberal view progressive (laughs) yeah very progressive of yeah go do whatever you want well i think part of it also is there is a time limit Mm. so it's like that's true what like what would you be limiting yourselves for if you know it's going to end in five months or at least something big will change. Like maybe you still keep in touch, maybe visit, but like it's not going to turn into a relationship because this person is moving to quote unquote Vietnam. Yeah. So that's, that's definitely a factor. And she's mentioned that before as like, she doesn't get too attached to people or to her apartment or to plants that she might buy for her apartment because she knows she's going to leave. Interesting. Um, And I think that's, that affects her view of the world and how she, yeah, like the connections she makes. Um, but I think she she does it in like a very positive way. And mm. it doesn't seem like she's living at a distance, but it was something that she brought up and I thought it was, I don't know, I thought it was kind of cool. Interesting. Um, yeah, that's actually very on topic because one of our listener questions which came in from amy thank you amy for asking this amy for asking is how do you know when to turn a dating relationship into an actual relationship whoa right so typically what i've noticed is it does have to you have to have that conversation at some point but there's no clear you know guidelines on when it should happen obviously it doesn't happen in the first week and obviously, it doesn't happen like six months later. Why not? It's uh, I think six months is too long. You think why? You think you can just date someone casually for six months? Yes. And I did. Explain. I think you can do that. I've never dated a girl that's okay with being, just like dating, openly, right? Meaning, mm-hmm. uh that you're both okay with seeing other people while seeing each other because after like two or three months like if you're still seeing that person like you really like them maybe and you probably like you want to progress that relationship to the next level with the exception of you know they're moving away in five months like in your situation but i don't really feel like i want to progress 
these relationships further. Yeah, yeah, but what, necessarily. Ab- what about the uh, women that you're dating? Did they want to progress them? It's possible. Because it's possible. In one of our episodes, you had uh, a, a girl that was like, hey, what are we doing? Are we going to move this forward? Is this going to be serious or not? I think and that you- was five-ish months in, I think, if I okay. remember correctly. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, I, well, I mean, it's a tricky one because I don't go in with the goal of, okay, if I really like this person, I need to lock it down or I need to convert it. Um, You know, maybe other people do that or obviously it naturally will sometimes get to that point too. But at the same time, if something is going well, I don't see a reason to to do that to me that comes from jealousy or or you just something like that i think for a lot of people like once they find someone where they're like this might potentially be my mate why 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 mess around why mess around with other people like let's see where this can go and they want to divert instead of going on five dates with five different people they just want to go on five dates with that one person. So they're saying, like, if we take the funnel analogy, like... Let, what about four dates with that one person and then one date for a random people? I think that that's okay, but in my experience, that's not usually uh, Never kosher. Never works out. Yeah, yeah, not kosher. That's true. I guess, yeah, I've, I've hit, I guess, five before... My long, long relationship back in the day, just eight and a half years, we went for a bit before we like really sat down and made it official. Mm-hmm. Probably at least a few months. Um, because I feel like it changes the air. Mm-hmm. When you sit down and you talk about it and you define it, it can, if you're not careful, it can like, it can take away some of the spark. It can. I I agree with that. Um, I think that my biggest advice, I can't give, like, tangible advice on, like, after two months, like, now. I'd like to, but I haven't figured that one out yet. Um, I would say somewhere in the neighborhood of zero to three months. Let's say one to three months. It'd be weird if you asked someone three weeks in, like, let's let's be exclusive. Um, But yeah, in the one to three month range, and my biggest advice, especially to guys, is run that conversation in your own mind before it it happens and know what your answer is, right? So think about it and and a... Like if she asks you, what would you say? And just be ready for it. And it's not about like be ready... Have a flashcard. Be ready to say yes or be ready to say, you know... You, you could be ready to say yes or be ready to say no. Don't use the answer of, I'm not sure, I don't know, maybe. That has never worked out well for me. Yeah, and practice with your, with your friends. Role play. Or with your family. <laughs> I, I've never gone I was on the phone far. with my mom the other day. I said, Mom, tell me that you want this to be serious. <laughs> And then I practiced yeah. so that when I get to that point, um, you know, I'm, I'm ready. I've You're come ready. out guns a-blazing. I'm like, 
No, no, no. No, no, absolutely. No means no. No means no. So now we get a joke about. Um, yeah, Interesting. I, that, that's good advice. Um, yeah. I like it. I also, for the time being, I always appreciate the moments when it's not fully serious and it's also not nothing. Those in-between moments are special. So hang on to them, people, if you, if you can. They are. Enjoy them. Those are, like, the best. After uncertainty, but before certainty. Yes. What would you? What word would you call that? Schmertenty. Schmertenty. Enjoy schmertenty. Schmertenty. Awesome. Great question. Uh, should we do another? Let's do it. Do we have more? Yes, we do. Please. Uh, this one is pretty interesting and I think is probably equally complex. Felix here would like to know how important is it to match ambitions between you and the person you're dating? So important. Yeah? Maybe How's one it? of the most important things. Because I think ambitions, whether they be career or non-career ambitions define your whole lifestyle and like way that you view the world i agree yeah um and that's maybe one of the most important things to understand and will impact if you can you know really be like a, a lifelong partner with someone mm -hmm. how do you figure out what because everybody kind of says like they're ambitious, right? Like, no, nobody goes, I have zero ambitions. I don't want to do or be anything. So how do you judge how ambitious that person is? Mm. I don't know if it's something I, like, actively do. If I'm in a date and I'm like, oh, like, on a scale from <laughs> 1 to 10, how ambitious yeah, don't do, do I that. think don't do that. the person is? But I think the best way to tell is just as you spend time with someone and learn and learn about them, just f understanding like where they spend their time to me is the best, is the best signal. Like, do they work 10 hours a day, 12 hours a day, eight hours a day? Like, how are they spending their time? Um, do they, you know, like if it's, if it's a non-career ambition, if maybe it's like working out or like something else, um, like, do they just sit around at home or do they spend time doing like active things, uh, with their brain or with their body and knowing when, like where they spend their time and how they spend their time and like just what they talk about. That to me is the biggest signal for ambition. I could never be with someone who is crazy ambitious about work. Because it's not something that I value um, over all else. Mm -hmm. Like if someone works twelve hours a day, our lifestyles are probably not gonna, not gonna, not gonna mesh. I agree. Alternatively, I... if someone is just sitting at home, or like even if they're not working twelve hours a day, but when they get home, they just kind of sit around and they don't have any like direction. They just watch Netflix or just do nothing. Mm -hmm. um, that lifestyle also doesn't match me. It's a different kind of ambition, but just understanding how, how these people spend their time, um, to me, 
is a is a big deal. Yeah, I I agree. Uh, I think that perhaps one of the biggest mistakes that guys make is not putting enough attention on their ambitions and not communicating those ambitions when they are seeking a partner or going on dates. Mm -hmm. Because the single most common complaint I get from female friends is, he was great, he was nice, kind, funny, but he had no ambition. What do you think ambition means when people say I that? I think ambition means, like, wanting more out of your life. So it's not just, like... Having a goal. He, or yeah, yeah. It's not about, like... Uh, bumming he, around. He, he doesn't want to be in finance. He's not ambitious. It's just whatever your thing is, whatever you want to do, mm-hmm. you know, having goals for that. So if your ambition... Like, for instance, I had a, a, a girlfriend, girl who is a friend... Uh, <laughs> Otherwise, it gets confusing. Um, She was saying that she was dating this guy, and he was working just, like, in food service, like, as a waiter. And that wasn't a problem for her. Her problem was when she asked him, what do you want to do? Like, what are your plans for the future? He would just answer, oh, no, I'm fine. This is how, this is all I want to do. She's like, oh, are you, like, really passionate about food, restaurants, you know? It's like, no, not really. I just want to have just a normal job and, and just play my video games and hang out with my friends. and Like, he didn't want any change, any progression. Mm. So it's not really about, like, wanting a prestigious career. It's just about wanting progression, mm. right? So if he was working on that same job and then was saying, you know... Someday I'd like to own my own restaurant, or someday I'd like to be a chef, or someday, right? That's what ambition, I think. I see. And that, to me, is okay, because I respect people that don't put too much emphasis on ambition um, in in some ways. Like, Mm -hmm. I... You know, I could never go on the complete opposite spectrum, but I really respect that because to me that shows um, like a unique, I think at least from where we live and the people that we're around, like it's kind of a unique perspective. It's mm-hmm. like, like what is the point? Like why can't I just be happy with what I have? Like what's wrong with that? Uh, but you have to match that with someone else that also thinks the same way yeah. or or it doesn't work or you know, whoever the other significant other is, is going to be asking a lot of questions and putting a lot of pressure. But I actually respect someone who doesn't have ambition in that way and has made a conscious decision that like, no, this is the life that I want to live because mm-hmm. like I'm happy and it makes me happy or like whatever the reason is. But you have to match that with someone else. Mm-hmm. Nice. Did you have a question for... The audience? I do. Oh, well, let's hear it. So this is from Eric, uh-huh. who asked, is it better to be too tired or too hyper on, on a date? Hmm. Interesting. What's your take on that? My take is, well... I'm almost always tired on dates because I go on too many damn dates and I do too many things and I don't sleep <laughs> enough. So I'm 
almost always tired. Like almost every single date I've been on, I'm sitting there or I'm standing there in my apartment and I'm like, you know what? I could go to sleep right now. I could sleep a full 10 hours right now, but I'm gonna go on this dumb date and I'm gonna go drink and, and put myself out there. And then I go nice. do it and then I stay up for way too long and then the cycle repeats. So I'm almost always too tired for mm-hmm. these things, which does affect your sharpness. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I feel like, so, so that's my normal state. And that's where I think I would rather be. If you're too hyper, I think it can off, it can be off-putting. It can maybe come across as aggressive. It can be hard to follow. It can come across as like fake. Um, so I think my default state is too tired just because I always am and I've been successful. Mm, okay. I, I think erring on too tired is better. However, I do think that sometimes you could do, do yourself a disservice by going on a date. If you're truly like too tired and you can't muster, you know, rally the troops and, and be with that person, uh, what if that person you went on that date with is, you know, quote unquote, your soulmate? Like that is a highly compatible person with you and you just mess it up just because you're in a bad state. So I would caution someone to say, and and I've been trying to do this myself, is if it's something important, sometimes it's better to postpone Mm. and be your best self. I agree. Then go, oh, no, I just got, just going to power through this, because that works at, like, work and stuff, right? You can, like, sit through the meetings and, and you know, and maybe raise a hand. Yeah, maybe and, if you have some throwaway yeah. job like you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, on the flip side, I would caution, I do have some friends who are always hyper, mm-hmm. two friends in particular, um, and they talk over Mm. They talk over me. They talk over anybody in the group. So I imagine, I can't even imagine them in a date, but they basically would just talk, 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 talk for yeah. the full hour. And, right, that's like their personality, but you have to, you have to tone it down. You can't, you can't just say, ah, oh, I'm just a hyper guy, right? Don't mind me. I agree. And I have actually canceled or postponed before. When I'm like, especially for the first date, like after the first one, it's like, you know, you have some wiggle room there. But for the first one, it's like, this is your first impression. If you are exhausted and you have bags under your eyes and your eyes are red and you smell bad and your, um, you know, your hair's frazzled and you're just tired, uh, it makes sense to, to postpone it, I think. Yeah. And I have done that before when I'm like, okay, first impression, I think I might like this girl. She cute you know had good conversation i should put my best foot forward here Mm -hmm. nice i have another question great let's hear um also from eric eric the double question i like it and i love this i love this question because it's something that i struggle with on my first dates but i never actually thought about it in this way so the question is where is the best place for the first touch? Ooh. So let's say you're on your first date. 
you know, you show up to the bar or whatever, you're talking, you're talking, you're like, wow, it's going really well. Um, where, like, where's that first touch? Is mm. that hug? Is it hand? Is it on the back? Is it hair? Is it kiss? Like, what, yeah, what, what do you think? So the first one that I would disqualify because I think it's just standard operating procedure, SOP, is the hug. Obviously, you should hug someone when you first meet them. Okay, yeah. Don't so let's, shake their let's hand. Exclude so that. let's exclude hugs, yes. right? It's given. Give them a hug. If you're not giving a hug to the person as soon as you see them, that's a mistake. Just quit. Just hug. Just hug them. So I will say that first. I've actually received a compliment by the by the person who who I was dating, who I went on a date with, from her friends. Whoa. They complimented me on like, your touch. Like texted me about my touch Go on. they said she loved the date also nice touch when you let her through the door so i opened the door for her to the restaurant you just sm- and smack <laughs> what you do yeah and then i gave a, a firm just a slap booty no. slap <laughs> yeah firm booty slap no no it, it was just a gentle touch on the back I like that. Yeah, yeah. But you got to be careful there to be gentle so it doesn't seem like, hey, I'm controlling you. Where on the back? You uh, upper. Upper. The upper Not back. lower. Yeah. Upper. Like almost, almost on the shoulders. Between the shoulder blades. Wow. Yeah. But I thought it was a conscious decision because this is one of my first dates ever. And I was like thinking like, oh my God, okay, I got to. You're just trying to let her know. Got to like, initiate touch. I like this girl. Or I, and I, I was like, hope that went well and it is a barrier that it needs is. to be broken it's freaky it, it i think if you, you yeah. wait too long it sets a weird tone where yeah. you are basically just friends hanging out yeah so how long into that date was, was this the first date first date yep. first date how long into that date did that happen uh, as soon as we got to the restaurant <laughs> you already knew that you wanted i was like let's go for it we got a so we you got hugged a, Hug. Then you walk to the door, open the door, and you... No, I drove her. I picked her up. Oh. Yeah. This is 1985. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's very different. This was not in San Francisco. Oh, um, so it was not uh, Uber. Did you pick Lyft. her up at 7 and meet the father? And no, no. <laughs> she bring a... Uh, what are those? I did, I did Corsages? Feel, I did feel very strange picking her up. I was like, this could go either way, because at the time, right... This is after my breakup with my long-term girlfriend. Mm-hmm. We had been together for 11 years. I was going through my quarter-life crisis. Yes. I had a baby blue Toyota Celica with, wow. like, a two-foot spoiler on the back, all raced out, like... What's to worry about? Bare, yeah. Either... You were set. Either she was going to love it, or she was going to think it was the stupidest thing on the planet. It is a little silly, but... She, she liked it. I Yeah, I get... I get polar reactions it's either wow that car's amazing nice car right and they'll come up and talk to me or they're like why do you have that what happened <laughs> did you did someone give that to you <laughs> like um, no i bought this with my money <laughs> i love that so then yeah. so that small touch was a big enough deal that she told her friends who then texted me and let me know that's interesting because they were the ones that helped set up the date it, and you really think that meant that much that she mentioned it to her friends? I, I mean, that's the only I mean, way obviously. that they would know. Yeah, yeah. So I that's think so strange. So I think that's a nice touch. I don't know. I haven't really thought about other ways. How, how do you initiate touch? 
Well, the, I think those are the two things that I've thought about before. It's like how soon into the date, which I've also stressed about, oh, it's been too long and now it's weird if I do it. And now it's like, well, the date's almost over now. Is it going to make it seem like I'm trying to, you know, escalate too quickly or something? Yeah. It's like, so I, yeah, I do think the timing of it, you kind of have to do it early, but not too early. And the hug, the first hug does not count. So I, I like that advice. Um, let's see, what have I done? Yeah, I, I've also done the, the door and the back or like, uh, hey, you're in the bar and you're like, oh, I'm gonna go to the restroom. Like, I'll be right back. And like, you know, just a, like a, a, good, a good hand to back, a good hand to upper back is, a, mm. is a, I think is, is maybe the way. But I have also, gone for the hair you know say hey your hair looks soft and you touch it it's pretty easy wow yeah you just go for interesting. it interesting um, your hair looks soft and then you just you just <laughs> grab it and just yank it <laughs> you just grab it um but honestly i yeah the the back is i think the move and it's one of those ones that you can work in without it seeming too intentional it's like hey, we're walking in this direction after you type of thing. That mm. makes sense to me. But not too late, people, because if it's too late, it's too late. Yeah. You know, it's a great date spot that I enjoy because it is the easiest initiator of the touch, and I use it a few times. Please tell me. Ice skating. Wow. Yeah, because I was like, I need to figure out this whole touch thing. How do we... How do we Oh, this ice is like skating. a conscious decision oh, yeah. that you did. Oh yeah, I was like, I'm a let me take her ice skating. A physical activity does yeah. warrant it. It does, but especially ice skating because pretty much no one I've ever gone ice skating with is good at ice skating. I'm not good at ice skating. No one is. So you hold hands to basically like prevent each other from falling. And trauma brings people together. Yeah, yeah. You have survived that near death experience together and uh it helps. I like that. Yeah. yeah. A physical activity like that where you're like moving together works being in just a bar or a movie it's I mean it's a little it's a little harder and it is something that I actively think about so I'm gonna think some more on it yeah fun little fact for you and the viewers do you know why scary movies and amusement parks make for great date spots I could guess but Let's see. They found that the scary movie and the roller coasters excite the person. And just by association, the brain makes the connection of this person equals exciting things. Scary movie, different type of excitement than yeah. roller coaster. Yeah, but they both excite the nervous system and the brain automatically makes that connection. With the brain no, no doesn't effort. differentiate between scary excitement and fun excitement it does not that's nice yeah it? it just fires up your nervous system and it gets associated with the person so what you're saying is you should scare this person early on be set up a fake mugging or uh like jump out of a like behind a, of a corner you could also just pick them up in a bright blue toyota celica which scares them and excites them. 
Couldn't have said it better myself. Uh, And I think that's a good place to end today. Awesome. All right, guys. If you have any more of these juicy, delicious questions... Keep them coming. Feel free to email us at themoderndatingshow at gmail.com and we will get to a few more in the next episode. And we'll get some updates on... What was her name? Carmela. Carmela in the next episode. So until next time, guys, this is Ben and Trevor. Adios.